Hey, thanks so much for choosing the Haven House of Revival Sermon of the Week. We pray that this sermon impacts your heart and it inspires you to change your life and the world around you for God. Please enjoy the message. I'm, I don't have a long, a long sermon prepared. We were going to have the ponies, so we were trying to make a shortened service. But I have something really important to share this morning, I feel. As I was thinking about what God wanted me to share. Oh, thanks, Mark. Can we... Can you go up one more? Thank you, sir. As I was thinking about 2022, and Jeff kind of already asked how many are, are ready for 2022 to be over, and I must admit, I'm one of them. It's been a, it's been a, God's been so good this past year as I looked back, but there have been some really difficult things that we have walked through personally as a family, and I'm not going to go over them, but I know in your life there maybe have been difficult things that you, in your life and in your family, you've been walking through. And when we walk through these difficult things, sometimes we get so focused on them, we lose sight of some other things. And so as I was praying into this this morning, I just really felt that the Father wanted to remind us of some things as we move out of 2022 and as we move into 2023. You know how, well, maybe you don't, but some of us may pray and say, okay, God, what's your word for me for 2023? How many people do that? And I would encourage you to do that. I'm not, and I'm not saying you shouldn't do that. But as I was praying, and I'm saying, okay, for Haven, God, what is your word for 2023? And it was really interesting. He said to me, the word for 2023 for Haven is my word. It's this. I think for many of us, we're looking for words from people, and that's okay. Just, just hear me out. We're always looking. Give me a prophetic word. Do you have a prophetic word for me? Those are good. Do you have, is the Lord telling you anything about me? Those are good. But some of us just need to get in his word. Like get in his word every day. As I woke up this morning, I was talking to Jeff a bit, and I'm like, I, and I think Joel had said this the last time he spoke, that I'm done with Sundays being an event. And moving into 2023, I don't want these Sunday mornings to be an event. Like, we're going to church. It's the big event happening once a week. No, Sunday is good. I'm not saying that. And we're going to continue to meet on Sunday because we need it. We need to gather together, worship together. But we're coming together, not to an event, but to a family gathering where all during the week, each of us have been in the Word, have been in His presence, and we're coming together. And you know, I love essential oils. I don't know if you knew that, but when you combine oils, there's like a synergistic effect that happens that's even greater than when you use single oils on their own. And so that's what I see Sunday is each of us have, have gone through our own week together with God. We've had good weeks, bad weeks, 
but we're, we're with God through all that week in his word, in his presence. We come together and it's like, poof. It's like together, the power that we carry through the Holy Spirit and what God has been speaking to us kind of just comes together and And it's not an event where you've got to get me ready for this next week because I'm crawling into Sunday to this event. I'm hardly making it here this morning, but I'm here, thank God. Can you just help me? You're coming, already have spent time in his word, spent time in prayer, spent time in his presence. See, one of the things of Haven, and maybe we haven't said it enough, is that our our leadership team, one of our purposes is to equip the believer. It's to equip you to do the work of the ministry. You don't come here, and our job isn't just to do all the work of the ministry. My job is not just to do it all, and you just sit there. It's to equip you to do the work of the ministry. It's to equip you to go out so that you can minister, you can pray, you can teach someone, you can speak to someone, you can give someone a word, you can tell them what the Bible, you know, answer their questions concerning the Bible. They don't have to go to a pastor to get their answers. They can go to you because you are studying. You are being equipped. And some of us need to do some work on our own. And I love teaching, and I will not stop, and I believe that God has gifted me to teach. But at the same time, I'm equipping you to be able to go and study and meditate and learn his word. And so for Haven 2023, this is the word. It's his word. And as we read the Logos word, which is his written word, you will begin to receive the Rhema word, which is the now word that God speaks into our heart. But you cannot get a rhema word until you know the Logos word because you've got to know if your rhema word is matching with the Logos word because God will not contradict himself. So if you have no idea what this says, you have no idea what he is saying. And so that's what I'm going to do this morning. It's going to be a different sermon. I'm simply going to be quoting the word to you. Because this word is sharper than any double-edged sword. And it will separate soul and spirit. And I don't need to say fancy words or mic drop quotes. All I need is this. And I've been praying this morning that this, his word, will cleanse you, will wash over you this morning. Because that's the power it carries. That's what the word says. It cleanses you. It washes you. It brings healing. It displaces lies. I'm believing this morning as I read his word that you will find lies being broken off as truth is being spoken. And that is my prayer this morning. So let's pray before we start. God, I just thank you for your word. I thank you for the power that is in your word, the truth, because it is your truth that will set us free. And we will know the truth, and it will set us free, and we will know it because we will be in your word. And nothing will be able to deceive us. Nothing will be able to lead us astray because we will know your word. 
And as we get to know your word, we're getting to know you, Jesus, because you are the word. And then we'll begin to hear you clearly when you speak to us. And so, God, I pray today that you would just open our hearts, open our ears to hear what you have for us out of your word today. And I just thank you and bless you in your precious name. Amen. So I guess put my gum out. I always forget. Okay, I've got some reminders here this morning. So I'm going to read out of Isaiah 9-6. It says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. This morning we're going to be reminded of who Jesus is, who Jesus was, who he is, and who he always will be. The first thing is wonderful counselor. Jesus was, is, and always will be wonderful counselor. When was the last time the name of Jesus caused you to marvel? Do you stand in awe at the name of Jesus? Or have you lost your wonder of him? I love this quote. Jesus is wonderful. He's wonderful in his birth. He's wonderful in his life. He's wonderful in his teachings. Wonderful in miracles. Wonderful in his death. Wonderful in his resurrection. His name is wonderful. And the Father also wants to remind you that he is not just wonderful. He's a wonderful counselor. He is an extraordinarily great counselor. He is a reliable counselor. You will, be nev you will never be led astray. See, the Lord goes to no one for advice because he's all-knowing. He is the perfect teacher and the ultimate counselor. And some of you need to be reminded today that you do not need to go to man for counsel. You need to go to him. I'm not saying counseling is wrong. Do not take that. But many times we go to everything else for counsel before we even go to him. And I'm here to remind you that he is a wonderful counselor. But to benefit from his counseling... We must be willing to listen. We must be willing to meditate on his word, and then we must be willing to obey what he is counseling us to do. Again, Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. John 8, 12. And I'm going to read out of the Amplified today, if you're wondering, okay? Trust in and rely confidently on the Lord with all your heart. And do not rely on your own insight or understanding. In all your ways, know and acknowledge and recognize him, and he will make your paths straight and smooth. Proverbs 3, 5 to 6. For we walk by faith, 
not by sight. 2 Corinthians 5, 7. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Isaiah 55, 8-9. The steps of a good and righteous man are directed and established by the Lord, and he delights in his way and blesses his path. And when he falls, he will not be hurled down because the Lord is the one who holds his hand and sustains him. Psalm 37, 23 to 24. Hallelujah. Jesus is, was, is, and always will be your wonderful counselor. Jesus was, is, and always will be mighty God. The Hebrew word is El Gabor. He's a warrior. He is mighty. And that word speaks of military might. And that no enemy, I'm going to say it again, no enemy, no enemy will be able to prevail against Jesus. No enemy will be able to prevail against him. See, Jesus has the power to deliver. He has the power to save. He has the power to heal. He has the power to forgive. Jesus is not just the Son of God. He is God, the Son. He was not just a mighty man, but he is God in flesh. Ray Pritchard, I love a lot of things he says. And he said this, when we meet Jesus, we meet God. If he is not God, we are fools to worship him. If he is God, we are fools not to. Jesus is mighty God. For in him, this is talking about Jesus, for in Jesus, the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily. And you have been filled in him who is the head of all rule and authority. Colossians 2, 9 to 10. But Jesus looked at them and said, with man, this is impossible but with God, all things are possible. Matthew 28, 18. The Lord your God is in your midst, a warrior who saves. He will rejoice over you with joy. He will be quiet in his love, making no mention of your past sins. He will rejoice over you with shouts of joy. Zephaniah 3.17. God is our refuge and strength, mighty and impenetrable, a very present and well-proved help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth should change. <laughs> it's changing, isn't it? And though the mountains be shaken and slip into the heart of the sea, Though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble 
at its roaring. Psalm 46, 1 to 3. Jesus came up and said to them, All authority, all power of absolute rule in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Matthew 28, 18. Jesus was, is, and always will be mighty God. Jesus was, is, and always will be everlasting Father. Isaiah is not teaching that Jesus is the Father, but he has the qualities of a Father. He's loving, he's tender, he's a wise instructor. See, you cannot separate God the Father from God the Son from God the Spirit. They are three in one. That's powerful. The Trinity, three in one. Ooh, this morning that was spoken. It just, it's hitting me really hard. I don't know if you understand that concept. It is so powerful. Ooh. In the new year, yeah, we need to learn. Okay. There is so much power in the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Woo, okay, go on, go on. I could get really sidetracked here. Jesus is the one who is eternally like a father to his people. Forever he will guard Forever he will supply our needs. Forever he will shepherd. Forever he will protect. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep, the protector and provider. The doorkeeper opens the gate for this man, and the sheep hear his voice and pay attention to it. And knowing that they listen, he calls his own sheep by name, and he leads them out to pasture. And when he has brought all his own sheep outside, he walks on ahead of him. And the sheep follow him because they know his voice, and they recognize his call. They will never follow a stranger, but will run away from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. John 10, 2 to 5. This is Jesus speaking. I am the good shepherd, and I know without any doubt those who are my own, and my own know me, and have a deep personal relationship with me. John 10, 14. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He lets me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still, quiet waters. He refreshes and restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And even though I walk through the sunless valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod to protect and your staff to guide. They comfort and console me. 
You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You have anointed and refreshed my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy and unfailing love shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell forever in the house and in the presence of the Lord. Psalm 23. Jesus was, is, and forever will be eternal Father. Jesus was, is, and always will be Prince of Peace. He is the leader over that kingdom of peace. And I'm not going to talk too much about peace because Justin did a great job about two weeks ago talking about Jesus who is our peace. And if you have not heard it or you want to hear it again, I, I encourage you to go on Spotify and hear because it, it is so good. See, for many of us, peace means the, absolute, ab, um, the absence of conflict. Sorry, I had to get my words right. Like if we have no conflict in our lives, we have peace. But that is not what this is talking about at all. That word peace, again, is shalom. And it means completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken. It means healing. It means prosperity. And Jesus is not called a peacemaker. It didn't say here Jesus is peacemaker. No. He is called peace himself. Peace is found nowhere outside of Christ. He is peace in your mind. He is peace in your body. He is peace in your emotions. He is peace in the storm. He is peace in the unknown. He is peace. Peace I leave with you. My perfect peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be afraid. Let my perfect peace calm you in every circumstance and give you courage and strength for every challenge. John 14, 27. Do not be anxious or worried about anything, but in everything, every circumstance, every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, continue to make your specific requests known to God. And the peace of God, that peace which reassures the heart, will transcend all understanding, and it will stand guard over your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Philippians 4, 6-7. You will keep in perfect and constant peace the one whose mind is steadfast, focused on you because he trusts and takes refuge in you. Psalm 26, verse 3. Jesus was, is, and will always be the Prince of Peace. And finally, your last reminder as we leave 2022 and move into 2023 is Jesus is Emmanuel. He was, is, and always will be Emmanuel. He is God with us. The Son of God became the Son of Man that he might change the sons of men into the sons of God. 
God is with us every moment of every day. In every trial, in every triumph, in every step, in every decision, in seasons of plenty, and in seasons of need, God is with us. Cast your burden on the Lord, and he will sustain and uphold you. He will never allow the righteous to be shaken. Psalm 55, 22. Who shall ever separate us from the love of Christ? Will tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword, just as it is written and forever remains, for your sake we are put to death all day long. We are regarded as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present and threatening, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Romans 8, 35 to 39. Many hardships and perplexing circumstances confront the righteous, Ha, ha, ha. Amen. But the Lord rescues them from them all. Psalm 34, 18 to 19. So be the word of the Lord that goes forth. His word does not return void, but it will accomplish every purpose for which it has been sent, and it will succeed. That is in Isaiah. And so today, as the word of the Lord has gone forth, it will not come back void. And I charge each one of you this morning to get into your word. And if you go, are in his word, get in it more. I am asking that the Lord would set such a hunger and desire in Haven and our family to love his word. Like a passion like you've never had before. I know some of you have a passion for his word. I'm asking for an increase in that passion. Not just to tick off a nice checkbox that I read my Bible in a year. That's great. I'm not saying it's not. But sometimes that can be just like, I just did it. Da -da 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 -da. Tick. And I love lists. Like, that is so me. Right? Like, I love going, check, check. Right? But I'm just doing it to check my box on my list. I want to get in his word and I want his word to get in me. I want to understand what's in his word, and I want it, him to show me. Mysteries. There are mysteries that you have not seen yet that God has for you this season of 2023. There are mysteries that he has yet to show you, but you've got to get in his word. You have got to get in his word. Don't come here Sunday after Sunday and that be the only time you hear his word. I am charging you this morning. Get in his word. Get in his word. God, I thank you. I thank you for this word. I thank you for your word which you've given us. God, I pray over each person here this morning that you would put a deposit of hunger and thirst for what's in this word. A hunger and a thirst and a passion to get to know you, to get to know what's in your word, to get to know the mysteries of who you are, that we would be able to see you and know you rightly. 
so that we will not be deceived. Because in this day and in this next season, many will come in your name proclaiming that they know the word of God and they will be teaching it. But unless you know his word, you will be deceived. And there will be those in this room who will be deceived because you do not know this word. You need to know this word. Many, many, many in this season, the love of many will grow cold. They will twist words to fit their agenda and to fit their beliefs. We need to know the word of God. Do not be deceived, Haven family. Yeah, the world is looking for truth, and we've got it right here in his word. They're looking. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.